everybody, and welcome to episode 514 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Hustinayen. Am I pronouncing that right? Oh, just See? Justin Allen Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Sorry. Uh, if you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves and have me possibly mispronounce your name, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? The problem, the reason the show is late, Chris Antista. And... Genuine Chief Lake, Matthew Allen. <laughs> uh, do you, do, every, do I, I laugh every time I collect one. I'm like, why do they have to no. say genuine? Like, I know, genuine. Man. Mm. I, it, I, it sounds like it, it, if you read it, like a pimp gives it to you. <laughs> <laughs> like the singer, genuine. Oh, so, sounded like you wanted to talk about why the show is late, Chris. Or should we just? Oh yeah, well, well, yes, because it's why multiple shows are late. Uh, I got a fairly debilitating case of food poisoning. Yes. And I've only had that once before in my life from Sonic, mm, who's on your the, shirt right now. I know. I just wanted to. I really meant to call it Sonic the Drive-In Place, but uh, <laughs> because you know what no I got relation. there. No relation. No relation. And we're, Sonic we're, the Yeah, I don't wear my poisoners on my shirt. Um, and I, I got mad compliments on the shirt today. But you went to you got it from McDowell's, which normally is pretty safe. That's what's wild is like the one thing McDonald's t- typically doesn't give you is food poisoning because they standardize their food prep. It's like, yeah, it's it's why that lady yes. got burned by the coffee. They uh, mm-hmm. they were holding it at like two hundred degrees so they can uh, they never have to change. They legally don't have to change it for health reasons. Right, it keeps all the germs out. All burgers are charred for five seconds on sterile slab, roughly heat of sun. And I didn't want to talk about it, but I can. I'm it Ray Kroc. Help. <laughs> That's Ray Kroc's founder. I don't want to cop to this, but I can also. It helps me blame Matt and throw him under the bus. Sure, because he got me blame. into the the world of apps. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, fast food apps. Oh, yeah. Where boy. you feel like you're because like, especially when you can't think of anything to eat, and like McDonald's is cheaper than like buying and cooking food in a third world country yes. and they'll give me like a bunch of free shit if I with use the, the coupons app. yeah yeah and you so got, what did you I gotta eat? redeem those points sometime let's be so honest some, yeah, somebody asks what did I what did I eat and like just the breakfast like what and like I don't want to talk about it like, <laughs> yeah. well I started why, with why my favorite me? breakfast food, uh, a ch- fried chicken McGriddle mm-hmm. add cheese then I got a free McMuffin with cheese <laughs> And then I got a free. <laughs> then I got cheese. a free. Then I got a free breakfast burrito with hot sauce. And then, oh, like okay. that's your breakfast? Like hold on, with the hash browns and diet coke. Uh, because I'm watching my weight. It is uh, the most important meal of the day. They make a fried chicken McGriddle. I gotta visit the South more often. Yeah. That was not the takeaway from the story. <laughs> no, it, um, it was for us though. I was yeah. I was like, wow, that's like a cross between a McDonald's and a Chick Fil A. Yeah, but I've been uh, shitting my brains out, running a fever. Um, let me know if I'm due, due for any money from a class action lawsuit. I kept a stool sample. Um, I didn't, but... <laughs> Which means he shit in his pants and he just kept the underwear so far. <laughs> I mean, I definitely did, so I didn't oh, even geez. think about that. <laughs> um, it's like the blue dress, but it's the... <laughs> Let's see if the internet has an argument about it. It's brown! <laughs> no, it's red. Oh, I meant the other blue dress. Oh. <laughs> I'm Bill Clinton. I did not wipe my ass on that dress. <laughs> Again, apologies <laughs> to people. All the delays are my fault, but this only happened to me twice in my life. So, um, I, and I'm not used to being sick like this. Like I, I did a show during COVID. This feels worse than COVID. Jesus, I, I was running a, about a high as a temperature, um, but I wasn't 
puking and shitting. Like, yeah. that, that was not involved in COVID. Well, I've, watch I've, this. Watch this for transitions, Michael. Chris, mm. all is forgotten. Ooh, wow. That is a great Thank transition, you. actually. Uh, this is something you came up with, Chris, that our top five topic mm. for this week. You you guys talk about a game on 302010 that you mm. realize you'd completely forgotten about. And <laughs> right. So you're like, what about a show about sequels that you forgot about and then i i dug into this and noodled around with it and then i realized there seems to be kind of a recurring thing in the games industry where a lot of the time when like a successful trilogy wraps up there's pressure to make another game and they don't always know what to do with it so yeah. they kind of produce like a weird spin-off or prequel or sequel that like introduces new gameplay that doesn't really go anywhere and kind of is built on the bones of the last thing. Yeah. And uh, like that just sort of becomes this odd standalone as like another game begins a new trilogy. Yeah. And right. I, I get the I get the feeling because one I remember when we were working in the press industry that like. The whole industry was uncomfortable with 4s. And then we had that period of, like, Call of Duty 4, mm-hmm. Soul Calibur 4. All these 4s started happening in a way, like, they never put a 4 on a game, like, ever. Yeah. Mario World, like, just never called anything number 4. They were just too afraid. Well, and I also yeah. got it's the not feeling, not going like, to sell com- in China. <laughs> <laughs> what? 4 is very unlucky that. in you... China. It's like, okay. it's like 13 in China. And uh, uh, I get the feeling that maybe that's how sort of contracts are structured. Like, this team needs to make three of these, mm-hmm. and then we need a new team. I think it could be that. I think it could also just be, like, think of the natural dev cycle timelines. Like, mm. it's sort of, you know, you can kind of only ship a game every two and a half to three years minimum, right? And so, ten years is a long time for a thing yeah. to be with us. And so, I think by that time, like, either you're trying something new, or people are just sort of over your thing. Because I would posit, Michael, the other thing that can happen in a fourth game is... It just ends up sort of being like, ah, we have all these assets lying around. Let's do one of these. It doesn't try anything new. It just kind of gets it out the door and is a. It, it's a very obvious stopgap game in that case, right? You're like, okay, this isn't moving the plot forward. This really, it's usually about some kind of side character that doesn't matter to me whatsoever, and it's yeah. just there, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I dis- assembled a list of five of these, you know, kind of forgotten fourth games. And uh, I'm just going to put some caveats in here. It can't have been on a handheld system, and it exactly. has to have similar gameplay to the game it's following up. At least, like, you know, if the, the old game was a, for, uh, a platformer, this needs to be a platformer. Like, if the fourth Mario game was Mario Party, like, that doesn't Yeah, count. no, that it, doesn't It can't count. be that upcoming Bayonetta game that's, like, a prequel that is technically <laughs> the fourth Bayonetta game, right? I think, but it's I think there really. might be a, a, a demo for that out. By the time you hear this. But anyway, let's get into it, beginning with... Number five! According to this, we're near the brink. The edge of the world should be somewhere right below us. Why did I go on this crazy quest with you guys? Fine, you go. Save the world. I wanna go home! I know Chris recognizes that voice. I do, because I think we're about to talk about the end of Doogie Howser. Hmm. And uh, come on, dude! I love that guy's voice, uh, Max Casella. Yep, and uh, yeah. as Daxter in mm-hmm. Jack and Daxter: The Lost Frontier, 
which a very forgotten game. <laughs> fitting, fitting title. Yeah. Lost the Lost Renter. Now, de- depending on how you count games, and this is why I caveated this, the fourth Jack and Daxter, so Jack and Daxter, Jack 2, Jack 3, and then there were a couple of other games. There was Daxter, which is on PSP. Yeah. So again, handheld spinoff, not quite the same gameplay, similar, but doesn't really count. Good game. And then there was also Jack X Combat Racing, which... Seems like, you know, it's going to be like, oh, it's a, it's the kart game spinoff. And it wasn't quite like it took the driving mechanics that Jack 3 and, and Jack 2 introduced and turned that into a racing game. And it actually had a pretty good story. If you're listening to this message, then I must be dead. Oh, well, as you all know, I loved racing almost as much as I loved weapons. Alas, I never fulfilled my living dream of winning the biggest race of all, the Crash City Grand Championship. But even in death, I will field the greatest racing team ever assembled and win the biggest race on the planet. You are the best of the best, and you will race for me. So, yeah, that's... Jack X Combat Racing, uh, that that was the crime boss crew, and uh, he you know brings everyone together for a will reading, and he says, I'm going to field the best racing team because I slipped you all a slow-acting poison, and you have just enough time to win the cup and get the antidote. Uh, but you don't get the antidote if you don't win the race, and then you all die. Uh, Wait, so this is... It's not. We, this used to be a Naughty Dog thing. Remember, they make three games and then a racing game, and because they they don't want to make a four. Yeah, they did it but with this, Crash this, Team Racing. We thought they were going to do it with Uncharted. Oh, that'd be so good. Because mm. uh, you chart <laughs> in racing games, it makes total sense. Yeah. But but also, but this <laughs> this doesn't take place in some else world of a fourth game. This is in canon. Yeah. Well, a racing. Game. Well, that that was an in canon racing game. But the game we're going to be talking about is Lost Frontier, which came out years later from a different team on PS2 and PSP and uh, was largely ignored, but did have one kind of cool new feature. (laughs) Terribly sorry for the inconvenience. Please allow us to relieve you of your eco. Nobody has eco anymore. No doubt why these storms are growing worse. The world is tearing itself apart. We're on a mission to find more eco and stop that from happening. Ah. The last of the brave heroes. Well, out here, it's every man for himself, and we take what we can. You get nothing here. On the contrary, it seems I have stumbled on the world's most beautiful treasure. You oh. landed on the wrong Hellcat, pirate. Yeah, pirates. Yeah, pirate. So it has air pirates, which is cool, and that means you get a little fighter plane to jet around in and uh, shoot at air pilots. And so you get platforming, which is okay. And then you get the uh, flying around, which is more fun. And you get a silly plot about flying to the end of the world in search of eco and yada, yada, yada. It's good and, game, eco. Uh, I, would, I mm-hmm. would search for it, too. Yeah. It's real- yeah, it's a pretty strong game. And and during certain sequences, you can uh, leverage Daxter to your advantage. Oh, very clever, sending your hamster to do your dirty work. But this setback is only temporary. Hamster? That, sir, is an insult. We demand satisfaction! Like, he looks nothing like a hamster. He's more like a yeah. marmot type guy. He looks like Timon. 
Kind of, yeah. Whatever that one is. A meerkat there. Meerkat, meerkat. yeah. yeah. Well, he's, yeah. A, he's an otzel, as we all know. So half, ah, o- half otter, all... half weasel. He looks like something that would eat coffee beans and shit them out, and then they would sell those for thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like seven cats. Yeah. To give people in Asia an erection. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, the t- that's what that's for. I got something for you, Duke. Hold on. That'll take care of that problem for you. <laughs> I just, it's just shocking to think of, I mean, I think we all thought of Jack and Daxter as one of like Sony's most notable first party series, but I forgot. Yeah, I totally forgot about this one. Why is yeah. this on PS2? Um, that's a good question because it came out after PS3. I think the idea like was years. like we're going to continue this like with a, a budget title, you know, something that to for the the millions of people who still play on PS2 in yeah, cause, 2009. Yeah, there were millions, millions and millions of those out so, there. That, so yeah. yeah, but like the the main Jack series only existed on PS2, but through the course of almost a decade. Mm. It's crazy mm. to think about. The first one, I, I was like, did the, I looked at the date this came out, which is 09. Yeah. So the PS3 is out for, what, three years? Two Roughly years? that, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and the PS3 is out for three years. I'm like, so did this start on PS1? No. It only glimmered on the PS2 ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. That's the only time yeah. they made a Jack game. I mean, they, they remastered it for PS3, I think, yeah. the trilogy. This never got a remaster. Yeah, but it, it never got a Sly 4. No. I, uh, confession... Never, have never played a single Jack and Daxter wow. game. Like I, I kind of chose sides in the character platformer thing, and I was like, okay, I'll go Ratchet and Clank, sure. Uh, but yeah, that Jack and Daxter is the one. I'm like, I feel like I'm, I think I've played demos, and I just mm. felt like there was. I remember one with a lot of flying cars zooming yeah, around. Yeah, that, like, that I, was two. So Jack and Daxter, yeah. it began as like a very sort of lighthearted uh, fantasy series and Banjo-Kazooie. You know, yeah, very very <laughs> heavily influenced, you know, by the 90s. Then after Jack and Daxter came out, Grand Theft Auto 3 came out. Right. And yeah. uh, and they were like, "Oh shit, we I don't know if we can compete as a lighthearted mascot <laughs> platformer anymore. We need to change up our game." And so Jack 2 was an edgy as fuck sci-fi cyberpunk dystopia. The main characters <laughs> yeah. get catapulted into the far future. Everybody's got flying cars, and of course you can jack them. You work for a crime <laughs> boss, and you shoot people. And uh, okay. and then yeah. Jack 3 is like, uh, yeah, we're not going to do the GTA thing now. We're going to do like a Mad Max thing where you have this one buggy that you tool around the desert with and you get taken in by a desert tribe and you run missions for them. So yeah, Boba Fett style. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So that yeah, I referenced that show no one remembers. But I kind of feel like because <laughs> Sony has forgotten this franchise, maybe I didn't miss so much. You know what I mean? Like they've revisited Ratchet and Clank a few times now, right? Well, my confession really is Jack I never I never finished one of these. I, I guess well mm-hmm. I would only have to imagine cuz <laughs> Naughty Dog found some other franchises that maybe wanted to prioritize rather than mm. insomnia or ratchet and clank like why wouldn't we do ratchet and clanks in between all this other stuff yeah well ratchet um, and clank they've never stopped doing yeah um they're still they just don't do them as often anymore yeah, like they yeah. like they one do a generation like four or five years now yeah because did they start on the ps1 come on no they, they were they were ps2 ps2 oh. and they kind of became like the ps2's flagship and uh you know maybe maybe we'll talk about them later but yeah jack and dexter lost frontier truly lost really lives up to its name because nobody's playing that shit 
And it, it, I, feeling in the game press, like, we're probably kind of part of that. Because Sony might not have been wrong. Like, yeah, there are millions of people all over the world. Billions, almost. <laughs> like, a quarter of a billion people playing their PS2 still. Like, why shouldn't we develop new games with our existing franchises on this thing? But I bet you, as the press, it's not exciting to cover. As a reader, it's not exciting to read about. Because nope. you got a new system. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, yeah, that probably we probably helped hurt the game. I mean, that always <laughs> happens, but it typically doesn't happen with like core game genres, right? And so, like, um, well, Michael works for Ubisoft, but Just Dance is a perfect example. Like, Just Dance will continue on the previous gen systems for as long as they can. Sports games previous, do that. Previous. Like, Madden would appear on the previous gen until its dying days, right? Mm-hmm. But like something like a a three D character platformer, you don't really see those carrying that torch but uh, this and, and, and maybe this is then, a good were, reason why i just want to say were, just dance was until recently on the original wii yeah. still coming out mm-hmm. yep two nintendo platforms ago it just it just seems bizarre because at the time we were still seeing ps2 versions of ps3 games and they would have their shortcomings mm-hmm. but some were totally playable just they were the least exciting version just to put to Abandon this here on PS2. Oh God! Ugh. Yeah, sorry. I'm false alarm. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Well, let's move along go. to number four. A man wielding two tremendous broadswords has appeared with a mission to hunt again he cuts down any of the vicious Genma and burns down all of the twisted cherry trees that he finds. He fights like the owner and leaves a swath of burnt cherry trees in his path. Uh, kind of a rare case of expository dialogue that's just spouted over the first level. Yeah. Is this Ninja Gaiden Yaiba? No, but that would have been a good one also. This is Onimusha Dawn of Dreams. Oh my gosh. The fourth Onimusha game. That nobody cared about even at the time and kind of just came and went because, yeah, it it didn't really continue any of the previous storylines. And it's just like, here's this new guy, this this blonde Uh. samurai for some reason. And he Mm. like this game was also like previous Onimusha had been more like a samurai Resident Evil. And this was more like, yeah, we're going to kick up the action a bit. We're going to have like bits with a free camera and you're just locking onto enemies and it feels much more hack and slashy. And then that will, will temper that with like levels where you have to explore and run around and open locked doors and chests and shit to find puzzle items. But it never felt scary again. And uh, like it kind of, kind of even builds on Onimusha's thing of like, yeah, the, the demons are always, given like a very human characterization like they'll they'll talk to you and and like act surprised and everything else and so uh yeah it's it's kind of hard to be scared of like skeleton warriors when they're going like hey baby why don't you pour us a drink actually no i think that was like some regular samurai dude he's trying to that, trick but... you drag you into hell <laughs> make you sound like a grandma mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i I just remember at the time I started up a grassroots campaign, you know, and our slogan was "No Jean Reno, a polite no," you know, and and somehow they didn't I hear us. So. They didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> he was in three. He was. Oh, I thought you were talking was, about no theater. It's a great part of it. 
Yeah. No, I was talking about. I, I thought you were saying about no, like, like a part of three. Yeah, no yeah. No, three. and then the word genre, and then no. Oh, a polite no. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? I was talking about genre. Wow, wow. I didn't wow. know. I got this as a he much was, classier NPR in, joke. <laughs> yeah, and and that was like the weird period of like, no, we're gonna make PS2 games very cinematic. This is as far as graphics are gonna come. We're gonna have real actors in our games, and so like you had Jean Reno, and I think he had some of recorded some of his lines in French for about mm-hmm. like the first five minutes, and then the rest of the game he's just voiced by some dude doing uh, his voice in English. Not which not even is doing weird because voice. he speaks wow, English. Really? Yeah. But he's I'm, in many I'm movies sure speaking he's English. Very expensive to get for more than a few minutes. True. I'm it's not like, sure well, that he is. <laughs> what he's coming off Godzilla? Uh, I mean, for PS2 <laughs> game dev money, that's probably sure. pretty expensive. When when we're already paying for Japanese stars, including the guy who right. plays Samonosuke. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, I can just picture him now. This is him smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Did you not see French Kiss? I was exquisite in this picture. I am worth 200,000 euros for this voiceover. Am I remembering this correct? There's a bunch of Onimusha games that aren't available now. Except the I, one There's with some handheld ones, I think, in there, right? Jean Renault. Kind of, his games Jean are still Renaud. available. What do you mean still well, available? Like on digital like, platforms? Dig- yeah, yeah, on Steam and stuff. It, like Onimusha 3 is the only one available. Well, they, and... they remastered one recently, okay. didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't I don't think the other two are still... Like, I remember, I think 3 was available on Steam at one point. I don't know if it is anymore. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, I think part of the problem with those games is that they have to, if they want to keep publishing them, they have to re-up the licenses with the actor likenesses every so often. Short-sightedness. So yeah, Onimosha yeah. 2 had a guy who, who died and I guess negotiations fell through with his estate. These, you know, they, they haven't brought that back. And uh, and then there's there's more than that too. Like there's Onimusha Blade Warriors, which people don't, another one people don't remember. What? It would have It would have gotten in if it hadn't come between the second and third games because it is like a Smash Brothers style game with what? Onimusha characters. This is um, a series I don't know anything about. That's why yeah, I'm they, asking well, they, these other questions. They were really pushing Onimusha. It was it was like yeah. they're one of their biggest things for like I, five years. I and seem then they to remember stopped. there was like a GBA tactics game. I could what be wrong about the genre. I yeah. I mean, they were trying everything. They were putting the Onimusha skin on everything. It's like. Well, what happened? Like, why? Like, the first one was pretty good, but like, how well did this test? What the fuck is going yeah, on? I don't know. Well, one fun thing about Onimusha, if you're familiar with the series, you know that the demons are kind of thinly disguised analogs for Europeans because they use vaguely European names, they wear vaguely European clothing, and like the first game, it's like, oh, Odunaba, Oda Nobunaga. It, to conquer Japan is allying with demons, and it's like, well, in real life, Nobunaga made a deal with Portuguese uh, traders and colonists to get guns for his army, which the rival armies would not use, and that's mm. why he uh, was such a successful conqueror. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like you know, if you're recasting history, it's easy to think like, yes, he made a pact with demons, but. Then to balance things out, you know, obviously Onimusha 3 has, uh, you know, good guy Europeans like Sean Renault, who goes back to feudal Japan where Samonosuke has to explore modern day Paris, and they're both crawling with demons. 
uh, Onimusha Dawn of Dreams has this guy Roberto who wears a bowler hat and like a big Elizabethan ruff and a monocle because we can't get our stereotypes right. And uh, but he sounds like this. Wait, where do you think you're going? Debo matar a Frois. No intentes detenerme. He said he's going to kill Frois, so don't get in his way. Hold on. Let's let's at least work together. Quieres morir? What the hell are you doing? Maldición! No tengo tiempo para eso. Si me obligas, te mataré. I don't think I need a translation for that. Yeah, so it's actually pretty good Spanish considering how flat the uh, the voice actor is for the hero there. Yeah. Mm. yeah they were channeling some strong Antonio Banderas there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, loved it. Hablo en español solamente. Te mataré, Miguel. Te mataré. Although there is one fun bit later on where he's like, Dios te castigo, and it like translates it in the subtitles as "May you burn in the flames of hell for eternity." And it's like, it just <laughs> says, exactly. "May God punish you." Yeah, it's much yes. softer than that. <laughs> I guess. You know. I guess the other thing is more dramatic. Um, How do you think God punishes you? Mm. Come on. Fair. Uh, and then the uh, the hero Soki is accompanied. Like I don't know if you remember from earlier Onimusha games, there were those shopkeepers. Oh. That like they like dro- they're they're like silkworm people. They, they drop like down yeah, on yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. ups hanging upside down from the ceiling, and so you get like a kid, one of those who accompanies you everywhere. And one of the weird things about him is so he's always dangling from this thread, even when you're outside and it's in like wide angle focus, and you just see the thread going up to like the cutting exiting the top of the screen. Ah, so like he's like Spider-Man, Spider-Man. One. Kind of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So somebody does draw attention to this. Are you floating or hanging on a hook or what? Is that thread? Can I touch it? Ah! Oh! Tickle! 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 <laughs> Stop! Oh, please, don't touch that! Don't touch my thread! <laughs> I get all excited about this! Oh, it's just shameful! <laughs> it feels like not quite the right delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, show me on the doll where they touched your thread. Mm-hmm. It's why I only play uh, Anamusha games in the language they're intended for Portuguese. Yes. Portuguese. And Portuguese. <laughs> uh, all right, but yeah, that, that was it was weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's kind of, kind of a weird offshoot, and then the series yeah. just kind of died after that. Never, yeah. never really it, made a comeback. It got much. a remaster, but that's about it. I remember yeah. they were threat they were threatening to. <laughs> I, I, clearly, I don't like the series if that's how I phrase it. Mm-hmm. But um, well, we will bring this back no matter what you say. Yeah, <laughs> but but I just, I, I didn't know a lot of people who played this until I got in the games industry. It just wasn't a big thing in really? my. Huh. World now. I liked it. I, I, it was just something I was like, I don't need this much of it. Like I, I, I would have been very happy alternating between those and Resident Evils. Like yeah, just give, give me every other every other one, you know. But they they tried way too many, way too fast. And I never understood why. Yeah. They were also very much of the old RE model. Like it was like fixed camera environments. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know. Was, yeah. Uh, not not this one, but you you know you drop that and you kind of go full action. So. Yep. Less less compelling, more just generic hack and slash. So, oh well. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. You lose what makes the series sort of unique, which is this is Samurai Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. But here's a game that kept the original gameplay very much intact. Number three. The accused are denied any right to an attorney and may not question the authority of this tribunal. So we can't ask why you're doing this now. At the conclusion of this tribunal, I will issue a fair and swift verdict. Right. Of course you will. Colonel, are we being charged with doing our job? The charges will be defined as I hear your testimony. Now, Lieutenant Baird, begin with the last time we saw each other. <laughs> I was ready to make my Ace Attorney jokes. Yeah. But Who remembers I, this? I mean, I still haven't played it. Neither have I, but now I know why they call it Judgment. Yeah. This is Gears of War Judgment. Gears of War Judgment. Yeah, and the main thing that I remember about this was that it used a like a three-star rating system, as was popular in cell phone games at the time. Or like, as oh, was you, the style at you the got time. all the, the things and cut the rope. Here's three stars. And mm-hmm. yeah, so you, you did particularly well. You got three stars. Yay. But uh, Ju- Gears of War Judgment is a prequel, I think, starring yeah. mainly Baird, the guy with Baird. the goggles who looks like Simon Belmont from Captain N., but also, uh, you play as different people, including... <laughs> he, does look like... he does look like me. <laughs> he does. Uh, I wanted to see a, a prequel where, like, r- before he kicked his drug addiction, we can call it Cocaine Baird. I'm not drinking. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Um, and I'm not drinking, and I'm sick. That's why I made yeah, that drink. Yeah, 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 I like good, that. Good excuse. It's a good excuse. Uh, yeah. like James I, hear he's, I hear he's friends with Tom Cruise just so he can say he has a Baird. <laughs> see i have been drinking so the joke was a little little looser but not you know made you guys laugh sure yeah Uh, is this the one that explains how he's bald now in the games because like i remember in four and five i'm like oh that's beard he doesn't have his blonde you know i think he just gets older you know that's to demonstrate he's you know oh there is a gears four there is and five yes and it's not this (laughs) five i played i played both but but oh wait, four I got sucked in a horde five I'm like this is too much gears mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> and judgment they started making you fight robots and it was like what, why are we doing this what's what is this yeah, I don't know mm. judgment you forgot about uh, but you do get to run around chainsawing locusts and you get to do it as a guile we followed the main sewer line from the museum to the academy it was the only way to get there alive if I was gonna die I'd rather do it inside the academy. already been there. The fight was over and my friends were dead. The only way we could avenge them was to get the light mass missile beacon from Professor Elliot's lab. And yeah, so the conceit is that you're, you know, part of this team that's been dragged in front of a military tribunal because you defied orders and fired off the light mass missile, whatever the fuck that is. And <laughs> uh, so as as each member of the team is called to testify... They step up and tell their story, and then uh, you play as them as they narrate, which is kind of a cool idea. Uh, Chris, yeah. you are going to be talking about this title again in about a week's time, because this is 10 years oh, old. Yeah. came out March 19th, wow. 2013, which hey, is wild. Um, I think this yeah. also suffers from a problem a lot of these fourth entries have, 
which is it was not the original developer. So this one was the first Gears without Cliffy B, I think, that was developed by People Can Fly instead of the core studio. It was co-developed by Epic, but um, yeah. and A lot of the People Can Fly people worked on Gears. Right, right. Previously, but but I see what you're saying, yeah. New studio. Again, it seems like the end of a contract. Like Epic, and this is like right before they sell the series entirely, right? Uh, I think, I don't know if it's right before or right after, right? but it, this is definitely mm. sort of a, a, yeah, part of that Microsoft deal, right? Because this is, this game's on Game Pass. You can go play this right now if you need to, but, uh, no, cool. maybe I will. Yeah. JK, Wulong. Hmm. Yeah, but th- this was definitely one of those, like, okay, the, the main team has moved on. They're, they want to work on something new. Because again, like I said, it's like 10 years of your life, you know, yeah. okay, I've done three of these. I'm, I'm ready for something else. And I'm going to then... go make Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it'd be dumb for any other developer, but you could see it, it, history has proven, like, yeah, they were right to not make this series their entire business, mm. for their entire life. And it's, it's a bit I mean, like uh, Bungie with Halo, right? Like, after, well, they, they did three and then Reach. Did they do? They did Reach, right? And then they were kind they of. did Reach and ODST, I think. Re- yeah, those were the yeah. contract ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that, that's a good one. ODST is sort of a forgotten. Is that the fourth? That came before Reach, right? So that's yeah, yeah. I've forgotten fourth the Halo. Fourth one, yeah. I think I, I kind of remember ODST. Oh, I love ODST. Yeah. It's one of the best. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. What's that T I like? Oh, it's odious. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first. It, it was weird that you weren't playing as a Spartan. You, yeah, you know, you yeah. had like a health meter and stuff. But yeah, you were like a scout. You were a little lighter. You had less powerful weapons. It was kind of neat. A lot um, of Nathan Fillion in that one. Yeah. But of course, uh, no Gears game would be complete without this guy. I assume you actually listen to your Crash Ball coach from time to time? Crash Ball. You're not a fan. Pretend war? No. How are you finding the real thing? I've been more comfortable. Then unburden your mind. Yeah, you get to play as Augustus Coltrane Cole. Which is a missed opportunity because they never did say it like Soul Train. It was never like Cool Train, which would have made perfect <laughs> sense. <right? laughs> With your host Don Cornelius. This has always been on my yeah. I, I loved Gear so much. Maybe that's part of it too. Maybe uh, the audience's interest can't carry past three games in a you know ten to seven year hype cycle. Maybe that's the average cycle of the zeitgeist. Well, you you kind of have to, I think put a stake in the ground and say that we're starting something new which yeah. like we're starting another trilogy right and i think the problem a lot of these games suffer is like they're not willing to commit to that they're just like we're going to do another game yeah but it doesn't move anything forward yeah we don't just, know what uh, we want to do yet so uh here you go yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. that, that this is a perfect it. example of that it's like we're gonna tell an in-between story and cover stuff that like yeah you won't need like i've played four and five you didn't need to play Judgment to know what the hell was going on in 4 and 5. Like, <laughs> nope. it's, it's totally unnecessary. Yep. Yeah, and shit, is uh, Mass Effect on this list? It is not, because people oh. remember Andromeda. Yeah. Okay. For better or worse, <laughs> they remember the Andromeda. <laughs> it's Infamous. the only other one we have, other than 3. That's true, that's true. But, uh, well, here's here's one with uh, a fourth that maybe is a little bit better remembered than some of the other games on this list. Number 2. Greetings, hero, and welcome to Dreadzone. Rest assured, you are now far beyond the reach of hope. There will be no rescues, no pardons, no possibility of escape. 
You are now a contestant on the greatest television program that Galaxy has ever known. A celebrity gladiator battling for the pleasure of a billion screaming fans across the shadow sector and beyond. Chances are you'll be dead by tomorrow. But those of you who play the game with skill and strategy will earn a chance to win your freedom. Uh, Michael Bell, a.k.a. Raziel from Soul Reaver, a.k.a. Uh, Wonder Twin Zan from Super Friends. Uh, here is Gleeman Vox in uh, which game? No any guesses? No clue what this is. Yeah, no. I'm, I didn't get to do any research for the show. Ratchet Deadlocked, of course. Oh, what? Oh, yes. Uh, so Ratchet Deadlocked was the fourth Ratchet and Clank game. That's the PS2 one. Yeah, following up on uh, Up Your Arsenal and um, hey, hey, Going hey. Commando. Going I Commando. think I got the order wrong there. Yeah, Going Commando, I want to say, was the second one. Up Your Arsenal was the third. Uh, and then just Deadlocked or Gladiator, if you live in PAL regions. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, Ratchet Gladiator. Um, or Deadlocked. Uh, but the... the Thing here is like Ratchet is kidnapped, locked into a suit of armor, and made to compete on a TV show. And you don't play with Clank anymore. Clank is like oh, no. now just remotely, he's a voice in your ear as you go through these levels, just blasting shit. It's more shooter focused, less platformy, you get to drive around in vehicles and stuff, but you know, no cool uh, a helicopter pops out of your backpack and you float around bits. But you do get robot sentries that fly around behind you and uh, and watch your back. So that's kind of neat, I guess. I got to give the North American version credit. They at least stuck with a pun because you are locked up. So it's deadlocked mm-hmm. versus PAL version. They just went gladiator, which is weird. But like, it's not a dirty pun. Like they didn't continue the tradition of the dirty no. puns. You no. know? Yeah. It's like... And you got to think in, in PAL territories, like some of their great grandparents were gladiators, so it means a little more. Mm. It's what? supposed to be funny, and now you're just nodding. <laughs> By that time, well, I'm trying to do you know, the math when, in my head. I'm like, that's when, not when true. When their great grandparents lived in Roman times, uh, yeah. yeah, they were gladiators. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's Roman times, Churchill, and then the modern day. What do you want? <laughs> what else is there? That's the history what? of Europe right there. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> oh, the dark ages right before that don't just, forget just the ask ages. any extreme right winger they'll tell you the same <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh, they refer to them as the good old days though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i don't remember this at all no no yeah. i didn't yeah no this seems like a fake game this is like a fan i know game. right just... no it, it it just kind of came and went and uh like it it sold well it made it on like the uh you know the best seller list where they they re-release it with like a terrible red label Oh, the PlayStation okay. hits. Yeah, please, yeah, and yeah. There was like there was like a two year period where I really buckled down and finishing college, where I just didn't play that many games. I was working full time, uh, and so this cover is totally foreign to me because it is shredded, ripped Clank <laughs> yep. standing. I mean, it looks like the Gladiator cover yeah. or poster or Ratchet. You know, shredded, ripped Ratchet. Ratchet my yeah, bad. Yeah, in his, in his power armor. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, what the hell? It looks ridiculous. But yeah, the. Uh, the the whole plot line is um, Ratchet, despite kicking everything's ass all the time, being not taken seriously by anyone on this gladiator circuit. Ratchet will fight to keep Team Darkstar alive while Clink tries not to get him lost at... What? Clink? Clank? Well, Clank, that's what I said. 
Well, you know, it doesn't matter, because Team Darkstar is about to become Team Deadstar. <laughs> Will they survive long enough to enter the foreboding Dark Cathedral? If so, Shellshot will be there to finish them off for good. Place your bets, everybody, because we're going straight to the action. And then the Lombax ears that the Gladiator Syndicate doesn't even know they sell are outselling uh, all the other Gladiator merchandise. And what's going on? Oh, this this Ratchet kid's going to go far. He's going to shoot yeah. to the top of the charts. This Ratchet 316 shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is so dumb. Yeah, I know. But the holiday's coming up, so I'm in the spirit. Yeah. And uh, he just throws <laughs> people throw him clanks and he never misses. He always catches them. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> and uh, no ratchet and clank game wouldn't be would be complete without at least, you know, one turncoat cowardly hero to to match wits against and be a secondary antagonist. Yeah, I remember hearing about Ace Hardlight when I was a kid. He was this famous hero who disappeared. That must have been someone else. Why would a hero kill other heroes for money? Not money, Tin Man. Fun. I do not understand. (laughs) You traitor! Do you think this is some kind of game? That's exactly what it is, Furball. And you're going to be the star of my highlight reel. So yeah, this this also kind of pulled a jack too, and then it made things a little bit grimmer, a little bit more grimdark. All across the board, and yeah, uh, yeah. that's why he looks didn't like the way he does on the art. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, because it was like the one game during like the what do you call that the the brown period of 3D games. Yeah. Like it's got to yeah, look yeah. real, and like here it is, like just falling into that trend. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, everything's based on rocks with dim lighting. Yeah, got to be grim and gritty, and got to have guns. But anyway, speaking of grim dark, no series really does grim dark quite as well as. In the time before the Titans, before the gods of Olympus, a great battle was waged. The wrath of the primordials raged out of control for an eternity. And from this rage, this madness of war, the Furies were brought forth. So, uh, this is the one that Chris forgot about, that was brought up on 302010, that is 10 years old this week. This is God of War game. Mm -hmm. Ascension? Watch the title. Yes, Ascension. You remembered. Even I was like, I think I even reviewed the mobile games. I played every God of War game up until this point. I would have told you this was a PSP exclusive game, though. I would have thought Ascension was When it it showed up on the 302010 list, I'm like, what? Was this mobile or PSP? And like, it's neither. And I looked at the cover. I'm like, I remember having to use that art when writing articles about mm. it because it was also that aspect of like, you know, we're not a we we weren't like a slave to uh, traffic, but like God of War articles always did really well. Like people wanted to know about the new God of War. Until now, yeah. like <laughs> this. <laughs> This yeah. even the audience didn't care that much about yeah. whatever this well, was. Well, again, here, here's why I here's why I had the caveat: no handheld games, because if you count the handheld games, this is like the sixth God of War. But right. uh, Chains of Olympus and Ghost of Sparta, I'm not counting here, even though they're great. But if you talk about like the mainline God of War series, it goes one, two, three. Three is on PS3. 
Ascension is also on PS3. And it's like okay. a full-fledged, full-fat God of War game with really pretty graphics. Um, what were you going to say about David Jaffe? Is this the first non-Jaffe God no, of War? No, no, I think the second one was the first non-Jaffe God of oh, War. Oh, are you serious? I just thought he, I saw, I thought he was with it through 3. Well, maybe he was with it on 2. I know. I think 3 was Corey Barlog. That's where, like, he, he picked it up at, at one of those points. Uh, that man's name sounds, like, I know, I know he's very Balrog. successful. It, it, well, that, but it also sounds like you're kind of throwing up when you're saying his name. Like, I'm, I'm Corey Barlog. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say that because he's, like, probably a millionaire now and he's doing fine. So. It, yeah, but it was, de- it, too, was developed by uh, M. Bison in Japan. Um, by Look, the way, the thing I'm I was trying, trying here. To, I'm trying. So, so yes, Jaffe was a creative director on God of War two, but he left before God of War three to go to Calling All Cars. Oh my uh, gosh! Boy, boy. Speaking of forgotten, so um, God of War Ascension is, I think, chronologically the first game. Uh, yeah, so it's it's yeah, all about what? like Kratos breaking his oath to Ares, and then getting hounded by the Furies and. Uh, so he's he's helped along by this guy. The baseball Furies. Yes. She died uh, 10, 10, 20 years ago. She was on 30, 20, 10, too, that Aww. lady. Carmen San Diego. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, what's her name? I forget. I forgot, mm-hmm. too. Uh, but so uh, God of War, Kratos is helped along by this guy named Orcos, who looks like, you know, a, a man <laughs> made out D-Man. of pitch black onyx with like a bunch of yellow stones set into his chest. Uh, and sounds like this. <laughs> Don't turn up. Here we go. Let the boys be boys. <laughs> I'm a big boy standing in my big boy pants. Hurry up and give me the microphone before I bust out my pants. Uh, Look at him going all sticky fingers yes. on this. Here we go. Freedom. We're doing a different yes. Freedom. Freedom from the Furies who relentlessly hunt you in the name of Ares. And ultimately, freedom from your bond to the God of War himself. Break an oath with a god. <laughs> of all the minds in question, mine is not the one to worry about. Oh, the Carmen Sandiego chief, by the way, is Lynn Thickpen, a.k.a. the DJ from the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, is and- this why Kratos hates the fates in Ragnarok when he wins, goes and sees no, them? No, like, yeah. he, he deals with them in God of War 2 and actually ah. fights them all to the death. Uh, but, but in Ragnarok, he sees. Are they called the Fates? What are they called? The, the Norns. The Norns, and he yes. yeah, he doesn't but doesn't he, have a high opinion of. People no, he like t- this. he talks ex- extensively about the Fates, and if you've played God of War too, you know, like, oh, that's because he literally tore them to pieces uh, in God of War two in order to turn back time, not to before he killed his wife and child, but to before Zeus betrayed him and stabbed him uh, with the sword of Olympus. And if I could turn back time, time. Uh, <laughs> I could find my way. Yeah. So, so he Hit has a thong though. Woo. But I hate no God. the fury. The furies are not the fates. The furies are primordial goddesses of pain and wrath and revenge and retribution that uh, hound oathbreakers and other people that the gods want to punish and right. drive them mad and and whip them with whatever whips i don't know i was confused you can't blame me the fates and the furies it's a famous uh, movie series they've had like 11 entries (laughs) the fates of the furiesist um (laughs) yeah but that that guy orcos also is like one of the few people kratos does not try to kill 
and in fact, I think helps at some point because as as it was pointed out, I think during an interview, like, well, this is a kinder, gentler Kratos. He's not quite the as hard edged as he is in later Vengeful. games. Like he will actually try to save lives sometimes, which is very unlike him. Uh, maybe maybe more like him now, but you know, in that original trilogy, like, no, he's 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 going to kill you for the red orb, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Orbs inside you, boy. Yes. Sorry, you are my water fountain. It's, now. It just <laughs> it's odd to think uh, think of as a, as a series that came out pretty annually uh, after the second God of War. Yeah. This is the last God of War game before. 2018's yep. God of War. It's uh, it's funny and, the art I remember when I'm looking at this. It's, it's very like biblical portrayal of Samson collapsing the temple art. It's like yeah. it's like well he's you know, he's actually chained. He's, he's chained he's up, slumped yeah, down yeah, with yeah, his yeah. arms chained up because the Furies have him hostage for breaking his oath to Ares. I, I agree with him. you, but I was going to say Axel esque. It looks like yeah. he's stuck inside <laughs> Axel from Twisted Metal. That's true. Uh, but, <laughs> That's true. Uh, but yeah, like this is the. Only new God of War game mm -hmm. in between three and uh, uh, God of War eighteen, yeah. and they never went back. And this is is the last time this whatever the Kratos formula was ever even revisited. Yeah, and there was until, like a five year absence, and we all just yeah. assumed it was dead. And this yeah. is not the one with his brother. That's the handheld one, right? Right. Where that's he... that's goes to Sparta. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, but no, this is goes this is the one with so Orcos, that guy I mentioned. So. This game had two controversies around it that you might remember. One was, there. see, the reason I talked about saving Orcos is because when you do so, you get a trophy. And that trophy is now called Bros Before Foes. It was not called that at launch. <laughs> it was called Bros Before Hoes. Yeah. And this is after you kick the shit out of one of the Furies who is a woman. So, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, this is vi violence against women. Then you follow that up with bros before hoes. Really? Uh, and that's and it's not like, great. Bros before hoes makes the same semi-misogynistic joke. Mm -hmm. It just works so much better. How, yeah. how do they not catch that? I don't know. You don't want to say hoes in your fucking achievement? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. Come on. And then the other controversy was, I remember when they first showed it off at E3 during the Sony, the big Sony presentation. So there's, it's like really violent. And I think there was a scene where you're fighting like an elephant headed dude and Kratos like just slices open his belly and like all these loops of guts spill out. And uh, a bunch of game journalists who I presumed had been covering the same industry as me for years all went <laughs> gross why do we need this much violence in our games <laughs> i'm like what the fuck are you talking about and these same people in the same breaths would then praise the last of us which was shown off for the first time in that same presentation and wow. had like joel beating a dude to death with a brick yeah but joel feels really bad about it michael oh, sure, that's yeah. the difference yeah he, he cries and there was a lot no, of doesn't. i thought last of us was the beginning of it like this is too violent mm -hmm. It got some shit for that too. Yeah, because I, I think th that was the one that ended with like a, just a shotgun blast to a guy's face. Yes. Like, why do yes. we see that during the presentation? <laughs> like, I guess that's you have a point there, but you do this in every game. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was, yeah, we've we've been covering this industry for years. How are you not totally desensitized, you weirdos? Um, <laughs> this was also a unique game in God of War. For one other reason, do you guys remember what it was? No, no. 
I will play you a clip, and you will figure it out. Oh! The competition to win the favor of the gods will test even the mightiest warriors. Prove yourselves worthy by defeating your enemies and making sacrifices to the gods. Begin! Trojans move toward victory. Does this game have multiplayer? It had multiplayer! Oh my god. I mean, yes, this era, you couldn't ship a game without multiplayer, right? right? Like, right. The people, well, no way they'll spend, well, I can't remember if games were still 50 or 60 when this came out, but uh, yeah, you wouldn't spend that money hmm. uh, without some multiplayer to justify your purchase, and it was like, we don't all need multiplayer, like, come on, man, like, I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, it was to keep people from selling their discs within a week after they finished the story. <laughs> was this yeah. the era of uh, EA selling multiplayer passes for ten bucks? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> late, late, late two thousands, early, early tens. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. I like reminding people of that just because in, in a world where I, you just feel like live services are sort of like not dying, but like. You can't all do this. Like, there's not enough people to play li- yeah. these this many live service games. Hmm. But like, uh, when I, this is the year I go over and work on the dev side, and it's like, why is everything a multiplayer? And it's because you know a lot of kids have the choice of a game, two games a year, and yeah. they want to make sure they can play it after eight hours. And like, oh, uh, and <laughs> you have to you have to let them know up front. And it, a lot of games weren't even charging for multiplayer stuff at that point. It just it had to have it. Not to make more money, but to continue being successful. Well, I'm, I'm glad we aged out of that because what eventually yeah. happened was they just they would rip the multiplayer out of those games and just give them to people for free and and yeah. monetize the multiplayer in other ways. It's like, yeah, we don't actually need to charge for this. We we can yeah. we can monetize these free modes and then people who want bespoke single player experiences they'll pay for that. You know, because they they realize I hate to say, it, but that's a bit of an older audience. You know, in in games, it's like yeah, the people who are craving these. Single player story based experience is probably not the same crowd that's that's craving this multiplayer right. stuff. Right, and you get hey, you get two games out of it. Your Anamusha tactics game. Oh my God. <laughs> I although I will stand for Assassin's Creed multiplayer was yes. always good oh, and was yes. not given a good chance. That was some uh, of the it's, best. it's hide and seek. To be, yeah. to be fair, it did get like what four games. No, three. No, no, I, I wasn't so. given a good shake by consumers. Oh, Ubisoft yeah, yeah. tried repeatedly, mm-hmm. and people just didn't catch on. I'm like, no, no, you don't get it. This is the best game of cat and mouse you yeah. can play oh, was, online multiplayer. It was fantastic. It was one of my favorite multiplayer experiences ever. And mm-hmm. and it was always so much fun. And I was well, so sad to see it go, but oh well. You know that shit in, you do in a Souls game where you can like turn yourself into an environmental object and mm-hmm. try to blend in? That was AC multiplayer. It's yeah, like, okay, the game. how do I position myself to look like an NPC as closely as possible and then gank someone when they walk by me? Oh, the great. thing that has a popular Call of Duty mode now? Yeah. One of my favorite things in that was just to like hide in a hay bale at, near like some benches or whatever where people were sitting and like watch my opponent run around and like try to attack NPCs while looking oh. for me. <laughs> and then says, I'm just sitting, you're not checking the most obvious place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just throw a sword in every hay bale, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Come on, do it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but, but yeah, God of War multiplayer, not so much. No, that was that was more you know. This is, but this is the only God of, God of War game with multiplayer. Then. Yeah, it was, and wow. it had some like pretty cool looking arenas and 
uh, yeah, you, you would make sacrifices to get cool weapons. And it was a, it was a good yeah, idea, and like nobody was interested enough in the game itself to play the multiplayer. But that's true because I yeah I remember it. It's giving me like when Mass Effect said it was going to have a multiplayer, it was like international outcry, and then it came out and like this is really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and I I technically I played eight hundred times the amount of Mass Effect three than one and two because of the multiplayer. Uh, wow. It was very good. Yeah, yeah everybody spent very it. little money. But anyway, th- uh, is this game still available? That's what Ascension? I'm Ascension. Uh, there's got to be a collection, right, of God of War HD titles. This or isn't something in like it. That. No, you 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 want to play this? You get it on PS3, like a real American. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be that that cursed PS3 cell architecture, right? Like mm. it's the reason we don't that's have uh, Metal Gear Solid Four anywhere. Maybe okay. So, so, yeah, maybe yeah. it's on um, what is it? The uh, PlayStation streaming thing with. PS oh, I bet it is. Yeah. I bet it is the it like, would have yeah. to be. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that has been our top five forgotten forquels. And uh, on that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about we're going to talk some more about Wo Long because you guys have been uh, we're going to go long with Wo Long because you guys have been playing that more. You. And uh, the <laughs> Castlevania DLC. Here you make a pun in front of yeah, me. How dare I? That's his <laughs> job. Uh, we got to talk about the Castlevania well, DLC for, for Dead Cells and a bunch of other stuff, so stay tuned. Please remember what I told you to forget. Oh, there's a man on the phone, and he loves to come home to the woman he loved all along. Baby, Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. 1978, they're shooting Superman 1 and Superman 2 back yes. to back. I'm kind of becoming comic obsessed in the early to mid 80s. I think Superman 3 is on the verge of coming to video, but basically I could just rent the first two over and over again. So I watched those over and over and over again. And to me, they they warm my heart. And by the time the Donner cut came out in, what are we talking, 06? To coin- 06, I think, yeah. To coincide. Like, I watched it and like, you know, I read this is technically better. I was a little kid. I didn't know what happened. I didn't want this version. It, I felt nothing when I saw it because, like, this is just not the n- nostalgic version I have for Superman. And Steve has an, an experience I'd like to talk about. It's hard to call any of these movies good because they're all bad and pee in the eye of Superman and, and everything you know about it. <laughs> okay, okay. Them. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment where we are going to launch ourselves into that cavalcade of loveliness known only as... Cavalcade of loveliness. Uh, Long Fallen Dynasty, we talked about it a bit last week, but you guys have been playing the crap out of it. 
Yeah. No, okay. Well, correction. I've played it a little bit. You guys, I think, well, have been playing I played a lot more it a little bit. Chris has been playing it's just, it a It's lot. just Captain Butt Mud, who, uh, uh, mm-hmm. according to the things I can do. He's the boss. Yeah, he's a terrible boss in that game, Captain Butt Mud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I played a, a bunch of it. And so what'd you think? I love it. It's my game of the year so far. Wow. This is one of the few times where I've been in chat with these guys, and like I was getting FOMO because... and I. I quickly realized how gaming is sort of this impenetrable hobby for people who don't game. Like, they were saying things that I knew was technically English and correct, but I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. And then I played the game and went through the tutorial, and I'm like, oh, okay, these are all the systems. But it was like, I felt I felt so lost in that chat for the longest time. Like, all the shit you guys were talking about. You are talking about, like, the secret way to beat the first boss, and you're talking about all the systems. And, like, once... that and you, And I think, Chris, you mentioned, like, one of the only issues this game sort of has is like they sort of just throw all the systems at you right away and are just kind of like yeah mm. figure this out you know it's it is the so far the most perfect marriage of monster hunter and uh souls game and by that i mean monster hunter tells you talks way too much and souls tells you way too little this is a little marriage between both you don't i mean I, i've skipped all the cutscenes. i'm just not watching them anymore mm. But in terms of telling you how to play the game, every item has a description underneath it. They teach you all the systems at once, hours before you unlock them and use them. So it is like Jesus, <laughs> slow down. Uh, but in a way that, but in a way that a Souls like when I wanted to learn magic in a Souls game, like you gotta go online. Like there's and you, like, you got to collect them. That's one thing I was like, you know, if this was Souls, I would get like one spell every four hours and learn that. And this game's just like. Well, you have enough currency. You can just buy one of every type it's of spell even, right now. It's not even currency. It's just like yeah. whatever whatever Avatar Aang area you unlock. Earth, wind, water. Yeah. Yes, yes. As long as you're on an unlock level, you don't spend points to unlock spells. It's just whatever level you are, you unlo- you can unlock any of these spells. Yeah, you can choose spells. But it, it, I, my point is, like, I was able to just unlock, like, five at one time. And I'm like, okay, I... This is toothpaste-style bullshit. Like, there's too much choice. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. But then I think, Chris, you really broke down the loop of the game for me. It's it's basically like, okay, there's a deflect, which is the most important thing in this game. And it uses up, like, stamina or spirit. I can't remember which. But, like, to build up the thing that uses it, you need to do some damage yourself. Like, that's the loop. It's like, do some damage to build up the stuff that you can deflect and block with. It's really strange. You have to imagine a stamina meter that's... In the middle of the screen, whenever you encounter someone you're fighting, it can go negative and go positive. But it's actually kind of both sort of your stamina gauge and sort of your magic or mana gauge. And and now imagine a stamina bar where you're jumping, sprinting, and slashing. That is not a factor in your stamina bar at all. Uh, it, it, I mean, it is, but just not very much. Not you can much, sprint yeah. all you want. You can jump all you want. It's the deflection, and it's not quite a parry. It's literally like a samurai on, on smaller enemies. You'll watch them stumble to the side, leaving themselves open. And if you do a, a successful deflection, you basically unlock more instant magic you can, spells you can use. And the more spells you use, the more negative you go, but the more deflections you pull off, which is very generous in the window. It's not like a parry system in a Souls game. It's And it's much more like Monster Hunter because... Because, oh, the monsters are gloriously Monster Hunter, but in between are tons of Souls guys to murder. Murder the shit out of. 
and it's got that great loop. It's free on Game Pass. I swear, it's a little friend. It's way more friendly than a Souls game, but a little more difficult than a Monster Hunter game. But it definitely gave me the same vibes of like a Souls like of like, oh, I have to learn the unique mm. systems of this one. And these are the same folks that did the Neo games, which. I still haven't learned all the systems of the Neo games because I'm like those are still on my GameCube. Like I really need to play those because everyone really loves those. And then you have to spend an hour learning this boss that you're never going to fight again. The first boss is where people will get hung up because that's one of the hardest fights. Yeah, I've been in, and I found out there's an easy way to end it. Uh, You get this dragon pendant that I completely forgot about, or or whatever it is, and the the blind boy who's with you tells you like when you when you get the second form of the first boss down, I think to like half of its life, he says like use your pendant. I'm like I have no idea what the hell that means, kid. And then I read that like oh no, you have to if you hit like Y and B at the same time if you're on Xbox Uh, or. The divine beast. Triangle and circle. Yeah, it summons the divine beast, which will then kill the boss in a cutscene, and you're done. You don't have to beat him organically. But it's, it's just the deflection thing, and B or circle, or whatever the fuck you PC maniacs are binding it to, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you tap it, it's uh, deflection. You can miss your deflection. And if you but double no tap real... it, you roll, and that's like it right. doesn't reward button mashing because if you if you mash B, you're going to roll instead of yeah. Deflect. But if you if you learn the precise difference between double tap, you can deflect. There's so many opportunities to learn when to deflect uh, yep. when a weapon or when a an attack is coming. It, it's just it's very generous. I also have to and, give them credit uh, as a colorblind person. One of the cues are these like red critical attacks, but they make it very red so that like I think even most colorblind oh, yeah. people like me, it's like oh that's red, I can recognize that. Like it's not some subtle bullshit, you know. But even then, your your deflection point is pretty much always the uh, what do you call it? How, however close the enemy's hit or thing is, it's not a secret. Like in, I think sometimes when I was playing Elden Ring, like this would have been the moment to parry, but the game has decided a different one. Yeah, yeah and, you don't need but, to memorize frames. <laughs> yes, and Wulong, it's always when this guy is about to hit you with something. Yeah. They may uh, fake it, fake you out a little bit, rear back a little more, but that's it. Yeah. It's only when you're about to get hit with something, and you can wherever you are. A lot of boss attacks in this game too. It's it's like oh yeah. I wa- I spent a very long time in the first boss. Went back and very pleasantly grinded my ass up. Still had some of the same issues, and once I figured out the deflection. I one shot at the next boss. It yeah. it it's very very nice. satisfying. Yeah. I'm I'm currently stuck at a boss I cannot beat for the life of me. Yeah. But uh, I thought this was amazing. It, it's good. I can tell it's good. I so here's where I'm at with it though. It's like I don't know that I want to relearn another Souls like right now. And if I have to choose between Samurai games now, and granted I work for Sega, I'm I'm going to play Yakuza Ishin. And finish mm. that before I go back to well, Wulong. It's know. it's not a samurai game. It's set in ancient China. Thank oh, you. Okay. And let me tell you what the difference is between most people and that. <laughs> Wulong doesn't doesn't cost anything on, on Game Pass. So PC mm. players and it doesn't cost you anything. And for me, it's like I don't I don't know if it'll replace my love for Souls and or Monster Hunter, but it is a fucking neat marriage between the two. Yeah, it's a good and one of some, those. Something about re, redefining your stamina bar, which is kind of the worst, kind of the worst thing. Like, just when you go to the menu, when you level up, it's so 
all this unnecessary horseshit is taken away from like a Souls game. It's so pleasant. There's still some. Well, okay. The difference is like in a Souls game, you have to. In a Souls game, you sort of have to guess what stats do. In this game, it very clearly tells you, like, okay, increasing this will make it so that you'll be able to parry more and stuff like that. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, thank you for telling me. Like, because and all of it is based around your. Spirit. That's what I don't get about the Souls games. Is like the internet exists. Like, who the fuck do you think you're fooling? Like, all I'm going to do is look at the menu on the screen and then just go to a wiki and be like, oh, that stat does this. Hmm. And if it's anything else on the internet, you know, this is... Every time you make a game that obtuse, this is more less time I spend in your game and right. more time I spend on right. another platform. Just, just put it there in the it's, game. Like, there's... The there's game. no reason that Souls and, and, and does that other what, than tradition. I didn't even notice it because, like, I just started groaning, like, oh, here's an item in Wulong. This is an ancient blah, blah, blah from King Blah. Oh, man, King Blah, like, he's my favorite. Paragraphs. <laughs> if you look at the last line or the last line of every paragraph, it says, this does this. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's, it's buried in all this Souls text. It says, this does this. This does this. This works like this. This but does what this. are you going to pay this. George R. R. Martin for <laughs> if not say, to write descriptions? Glad some writer more. got paid for you to skip mm-hmm. all that text. This does this. It, it, it's very. It, again, I'm not. I love the. Uh, I, I sort of love the. I love the spirit, for lack of a better word, of the Souls games, but it's Ooh. getting kind of annoying, um, especially when you see other people streamline stuff. I miss some of the stuff. So, like, the movement is way different than a Souls game. The combat doesn't oh, yeah. feel as weighty or it's as monster, heavy. It's Monster Hunter World. Monster Hunter still feels pretty weighty to me, but I use different mm-hmm. weapons than you. Because you're a dual blades guy, right? In Monster Hunter games, for the Sometimes, most part. Sometimes, but I'll, I'll use a, a, a greatsword on occasion. And there's weapons like that in the game. Yeah. Clubs, mm-hmm. spears. Yeah. But, a, yeah, a lot of stuff that requires a lot of rearing back and, uh, well, like, it, proper timing. It has all that, though, Wulong. Yeah, but it still lets you kind of double jump. It le- you know, it's yeah. much faster. Totally. It's just the, the 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 how small the character is in the middle of the screen looks a lot like Monster Hunter. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much space you occupy because there's something easier about that when you're in playing a Souls game, you can't see the same the screen doesn't show you everything else that's out there, the same depth of field, so making the character much smaller. Yeah, I feel like I can do more. I, I don't know. Like I I I cannot I, I, I'm not feeling great, so I didn't have time to like formulate a lot of my opinions on the game. But it's just the spirit bar making the stamina gauge less important, less uh, debilitative, and being actually like you're rewarded for keeping stamina. You're not penalized for taking slashes that don't connect. What I, what or, I still haven't or, figured out. Maybe you can explain this to me, so I don't need to go figure it out. There's the spirit bar also is sort of like a temporary leveling mechanic because it's like you enemies have a rating and if their rating number on their spirit bar is much higher than yours it's like you're gonna have a bad time with that enemy the morale system yeah yeah i'm dude i am not totally clear on that but (laughs) morale is morale is important when you die that resets like as opposed to your souls which are your genuine chi you you lose (laughs) half the chi you do lose half no but you can you can like by leveling up or using items you will lose like even less but you will your morale will go back but the more uh let's just call them save points they're called battle flags but the more those you can lock there are secret battle there are secret battle flags around the area you will lose less morale but morale is sort of like your way of saying like you're not ready to handle this guy yet yeah and but even when I, I I can't describe it properly yet, but it's like that's supposedly like you're in level level, 
again, it's there's a lot of systems going on that I don't fully understand, but I'm not having a bad time. That's sort of my only knock against the game is is there are a ton of systems, which Neo had too, you know, mm. and it's like, yeah, you just mm-hmm. I you choose uh, do I have the time and the patience to learn all these or not? And I think I will eventually, but just there are so many good games to play right now. And it's like, no, right now. But my morale is typically like, because I don't mind the grind. Because mm-hmm. once you learn, like I always say, it's like seeing through the matrix. I can walk through a battlefield grind, dodge every enemy's attack, pull off the sp- spirit move, murder. And I even got this one spell that I, it doesn't last very long, but every hit I pull on the enemy gives me his health back to my health bar. So it's in my best interest to activate it and cut through scrubs um, whenever I feel like it. Um, so I don't mind the grind. So I typically, I very rarely start a boss fight with less than 20 or 25 morale. You said that so twice, and yet become... someone needs to put that on a t-shirt. I don't mind mm-hmm. the grind is a great, is that is a great gamer t-shirt that's just waiting to be made right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I mean, I love it. The combat is so satisfying mm. and delicious. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of satisfying uh, combat and delicious oh, combat. yeah. Dead Cells oh. Return to Castlevania, baby. Oh, so good. So good. So good. So I'm not even that much expansion. of a Dead Cells guy, and I love this. Yeah, so Chris, no, really. I know you are a Dead Cells guy, but I know you haven't played I this. I, I made sure. I was like, I, I got to get some time in with this. And I was, I was so happy um, they did it right. Uh, so this is $10 expansion, um, which is twice as much as the other expansions for Dead Cells, but they're all worth it. And, and like the other Dead Cells expansions, it's woven into, you know, if you play Dead Cells, you know, it's a soul's light. It's, you know, rogue, you know, or, I'm sorry, a, roll, or a rogue light in that, you know, you, you restart the campaign every time you die and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and there is sort of, you know, proc gen with the levels and all that stuff. But um, the way this is woven in is they, they put the first castlevania segment pretty close to the entrance i think it's richter belmont you come across and he's yeah. just like standing on these stairs and it's so like, hey, uh, yeah to access it you have to have died at least three times and uh then you'll see like a, a big cloud of bats go across the screen in that starter area and then you'll know like okay somewhere in here is richter belmont and i shouldn't leave without talking to him and yeah. then when you do talk to him it's like oh go down these stairs into castlevania I'm like great <laughs> yeah, you end up in the castle outskirts, and you know you're in there because the music immediately changes. You're like, oh shit, this is a Castlevania song. Um, there's a, it's full of Castlevania weapons. Like, if you've played Dead Souls, you know, like, part of the fun is unlocking all these new weapons um, to have at your disposal, right? That will drop for you, and, and that's in there. It's got Castlevania like enemies. Um, it's got a very signature Castlevania swerve where this is sort of a spoiler. So, if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead 30 seconds, but like, you know, at one point you think you're going to fight uh, Dracula and it's, nope, uh, it's the Grim Reaper. He pulls you down to his boss level and, and he's tough boss. Like I, I, I got to him once and didn't beat him and, and now I want to go back and beat him. But um, apparently but, you uh, can fight Dracula, though. You do. You do. That's the thing is that it, you have to beat death. There's a swerve. Mm. And then the the castle itself is featured prominently in the game and you there's the clock tower uh alley cards in here like you're gonna it's like a lot of maria's in there it's a lot of story for dead cells way more than the previous expansions but also as i was playing it i don't know if you felt this way michael i was like this is sort of what i want the next castlevania 2d game to be as as, kind of yeah kind of make 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 that a roguelike like i'd be totally fine with that you know huh yeah yeah why not ape a different genre I mean 
buy it yourself. Do, it doesn't have to be. There's definitely something to be said for deliberate level design. But uh, yeah, in lieu of no Castlevania, I'd take another Castlevania yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, it's really good. It's it's worth the ten bucks for sure. And and Dead Cells, there's all kinds of bundles. Like uh, you can buy just a bundle of just the base game in this. You can buy a bundle with the game plus all the previous DLC. I think there's been four. They're each five bucks. Um, and I'd only, I was looking, I was like, I've only bought one of those and they were great. Um, can I, can I bitch a tiny bit about, and there's no reason to, especially not with dead cells. Uh, my, uh, my reticence to check it out was one being sick, leave me alone. Uh, two, I played on the switch. So do I, I played on switch and, and I like, God damn it. Surely one of these is on like the switch. My switch now looks like pretty awful and runs pretty awful. <laughs> Uh, my my launch switch. Which are we at the five year anniversary? Yeah, we are. Right, might be it's the, the six year coming up. Yes. Yeah, it's the, no, it's no, it's the third. It was the third of March. Um, yeah, no, he's saying it's six years. It's the six years. Yeah, it's yeah. the six year. So it's it's kind of long for a console. For the last couple generations, I've gotten the the pro version of the console, and when I load it up, it just man, this <laughs> dead cells, dead cells, man. Like, dead cells runs like, a, ch- like right. a charm on that system. It man. was just, it was just, but that split second of like, let me see this is available somewhere else. Um, and I, it just left game pass <laughs> coincidentally. Oh, really? I, didn't know I don't that. think so. Um, I should I check do recommend like, if you have a pro controller, that's probably the better way to play dead cells. Exactly. Just, you know, yeah, exactly. but it's, it's, it's serviceable in handheld mode for sure. Like I, that's, I've played a ton of dead cells in handheld on a switch and, and, and I've beaten it several times. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, me too. Uh, it's, uh, but yeah, if you want to go back, this is the perfect excuse to go back. And it's like, they did a great job. And it is the Castlevania stuff you love mixed with the Dead Cell stuff you love. And there's all kinds of jokes like, I forget which one. It might be Alucard's kind of like, what the fuck's going on with your body, right? Because yeah, in Dead Cells, you're just kind of Your head corp- disturbs me. Yes, your head disturbs me. It's just where you just have like a flame head on top yeah. of a corpse. Right? But I, I did like his thing like, now where did I put that shield? I'm pretty sure it was buried with me. And then you can find it in the next room and keep it's it. It's like in the next room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I don't, I don't really like using shields in Dead yeah. Cells, but I get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's oh, good yeah. stuff, man. Uh, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania is a return to form for Dead Cells, if you will. Oh, and the, the bundle is discounted to less than the price of the base game. Yeah, um, yeah. With Castlevania, so that's not... Never if you been haven't played Dead time. Cells before, no-brainer. It's less than 25 bucks to get the yeah. Castlevania stuff. With the great game. Uh, yep. Oof. Boom, boom. I love the Dead Cells music. It's one of my favorite games the last 10 years. Love it. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's... The Dead Cells music, but with mixed with Castlevania elements. It's really or do good, I not you know? like Dead Cells? That's why I haven't played it. And I'm like Tucker Carlson, and I'm bitching about it in emails behind the scenes. This <laughs> game is a destroyer. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> hope I never have to deal with Dead Cells for several more years. Or <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Just a genuine anger moment from Matt. It was fun. Yeah, he's, he's a bad human being. Like, yeah, he really a is. a fucking piece of shit. Like, and then yeah, somehow surpassed all that in the same week. Like, he acts like a guy named Tucker fucking Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> like, January, January 6th was Tucker a magical Carlson. festival. I didn't see any be- anybody beating. I saw water slides. <laughs> Did you see? Parades. I love the responses of like, <laughs> yes, much like when the Nazis were just frolicking in Paris and they had all these videos of them not like, yeah, you know, invading, but like just being in Paris. It's like, yeah, dude, 
Yeah, it's like it's like if you show a a, a video of a bank at eight a.m., that means it wasn't robbed at twelve. Exactly <laughs> right. Like you know, you know, like you can go twenty three hours in the day without committing a murder. It's just the one hour you were committing that murder that fucking matter. Stupid ass. I, Hilarious. I didn't see violence. I saw magic and the smiles of children. Why don't liberals want to talk about the smiles of children? Why don't they show the Lilo and Stitch hats and keep showing the people being maced? I, I uh, <laughs> Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse is a re-release, I guess a remaster of a 15-year-old Wii game. Wii game, yes. Which does not light much of a fire under me until I read that it was a collaboration between the series creator and uh, Suda Goichi, Suda51 of Grasshopper really? Manufacture. Yes, he apparently worked on this game. And suddenly I'm interested. I always thought I always peg you as a Fatal Frame guy, though. Like I thought you kind of liked the. Frame I I liked I played a bit of two, and you know it it seems I th- I think I got kind of spooked by two because like the the first person stuff that you have to do to fight ghosts is a little bit intense. Um, maybe not so much now. You know, back when PS2 was had like. Uh, State of the art graphics that was pretty scary, and now I'm sure I could go back to it and oh yeah, fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> Boy, I, these textures look yeah. really washed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I find the combat a little awkward in some of those games too, but mm-hmm. uh, I like the atmosphere a lot. But yeah, yeah, no, I it's uh, it's interesting that it's getting a Western release. I feel like this was announced during a Nintendo Direct a while ago, and, and yeah, so this is getting the. Uh, a Wii game coming to modern platforms. So well, it's also, enjoy. you know, it's it's happening. It's less like Fatal Frame, oh, not interested. It's more Wii game, I'm not interested. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. no, this this could be pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, and uh, what else? What else? Oh, the- let's go buy it and hope it leads to a renaissance of Lost Wii yes. being re released. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the, the Outer Worlds Spacer's Choice Edition. Oh. Yeah, which is. It's sort of a game of the year edition. It's like the Outer Worlds plus the DLC for the Outer Worlds, and it's updated for modern platforms. Although, as you're listening to this, apparently they're having a lot of performance issues, especially on PC. So this might be one of those things, Mm. wait till they work out those kinks. Mm. The weird part is, though, so Microsoft owns Obsidian. Uh, These are the people, you know, of... I hesitate to say Fallout New Vegas fame, but I feel like that's their most popular thing that I've played. But they know they've done a ton of RPG shit. Um, and the South Park game. Mm-hmm. But uh, so they own them, which would normally mean all their games are part of Game Pass. And I think Base Edition Outer Worlds is. If you have Game Pass, you can get it. Mm-hmm. This is not included in Game Pass. Like You would still have to pay for this next-gen upgrade, which feels like a first. Like I, There has not been a Microsoft game that hasn't been included with Game Pass huh. in, You're in right. a few Smart years. You're right. Smart delivery was their big thing. Yeah. So, um, but if you want to get the next gen upgrade, which I've also heard, like, it might be one of those you can't really notice it. And you're kind of looking like, where's the upgrade piece? You know, I, I quite enjoyed the Outer Worlds, but it's definitely one of those games where when I finished it, I'm like, I have no desire yeah. to go back. I don't, yeah. I don't need to play the DLC. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's fine. You know, like sure. its whole point was it was a streamlined fallout game. I loved it. And I, yes, you mirror my thoughts. Exactly. But, but, but the, the point I'm making is like. So if you add DLC, it's no longer streamlined. Now it's bloated again. Like, it's just a Fallout game at that point, which is it's not what I want. So, uh, yeah. 
maybe a hard pass for me. I I I would rather look. I'd rather play Outer Worlds too when that's coming. You know, but, sure. But, uh, this did seem to kind of kind of come out of nowhere and refuses to move on. It's a good game that it doesn't overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like for one of those games, it's only like twenty five, thirty hours top, something mm-hmm. like that. Only <laughs> listen to me. I don't but know. it's a uh, you know. <laughs> I can't tell but you the it's, value because I never paid for it directly. Yeah, fair. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Perfect Game Pass game, mm-hmm. uh, and which is a bummer why this this edition is not included. But, yeah. You know, just figured out why it's not included because you never get DLC with Game Pass, and mm. so this this basically includes all that DLC. That's why. Anyway. All right. Well, it's time to move along too. Uh, hey guys, it's hmm. been at least a few weeks because I know it's it's you know I've been saving my vocal cords to talk about the VGA Hollywood segment. He says pretty close to Hollywood. Um, yes. Do you guys see that Mario movie got the final trailer? Did you guys uh, did. check out the trailer? Oh. I I was too busy checking out Jack Black's balls on whatever show that was he was on. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> really awesome. I love it when you get like you think you know everything about a celebrity, then you learn what side their dick leans to. <laughs> he shows off his thunder. I I am I will not pretend I was not physically aroused by Donkey Kong eating a fire flower. That was that was cool. Uh, we got a Luma Luma appearance, little uh, you know galaxy reference there. A kind of a like a manic depressive Luma that's just like, yeah, we're all gonna die here. Um, uh, teasing, teasing Luigi. You got uh, you got Bowser not remembering what to call spinies. <laughs> he's just like he's like we got Koopas, Goombas, whatever the heck great. you are. It looks great. I- I'm just I- I'm really more like I keep spec because Nintendo has just been so reluctant to work with anybody especially a western movie developer to make a movie and it feels like this has taken so long i feel like this has no other shot at anything other than being incredibly successful how long does it take for a new one but not only that when you see donkey kong eat a fire flower has fire flower variant colors and he's and there's just a shot of him platforming did, in a I was Mario say, level. did you notice that they do a straight on 2D platforming yeah, shot and of it's him with like, Mario doing that if this movie's popular how do you not address that in a game because I have to imagine there's some reason you've never been able to play as Donkey Kong in a Mario in like a 2D Mario game but I've always wanted to uh, I, if Nintendo addresses that in a game we're going to get more of these Mario movies that's the only only basis I can put for that. Okay, but, so uh, uh, no pun intended, but Monkey's Paw, they're going to give you that, but it's going to be Seth Rogen. And I guess I know monkeys fine. are not apes, so please fine. don't. I, 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 I say I look more and more like Seth Rogen every day and get teased for it whenever <laughs> I wear my glasses. <laughs> he does. But, he does. Yeah. But uh, he's been losing a lot more weight than me, mm. so he looks much <laughs> better than me yeah. now. Uh, they also... By the way, ton of Rainbow Road in this trailer. Like the whole second mm. half is the Rainbow Road shit. Is it the road where you go when you die? That's the real it, question. Yeah, the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's in heaven. Ah, got it. Yeah, I'm a little curious. Again, like the trailers haven't shown enough. Uh, enough. Like, all right, Bowser's going to destroy the Mario Kingdom where Mario isn't from, and we somehow get to playing Mario Kart. I have no idea as a screenwriter, like how you get, how you, how you bridge those together. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I, I can't wait to see how. Yeah, me too. 
Maybe it's like yeah. a dream sequence. Uh, yeah, it's it's been most no, there's been other courses other than Rainbow. Uh, again, mm. I'm I'm 42 year old man. Mm. I can't wait for this Mario movie. It's no Sonic movie, so I'll say, but uh, I'm biased. But uh, <laughs> we, yeah, anyway, we we talked about this week how I was disappointed by the incredible Burt Wonderstone because that was that to me was like Jim Carrey's big funny comeback because he had stopped doing like funny movies in a while and like no it turns out that was actually Sonic that is the Jim Carrey I want oh, yeah. to be working <laughs> as Robotnik I love his Robotnik it's so much fun um, alright so rest of the news Capcom had uh, I don't know if they pre-announced this but they had a spotlight um, and here's kind of everything that was shown or announced so first off Resident Evil 4 remake I'm yes. hype. Might there's a, there's a demo here. out. We need to play there's it. There's a demo. A new a new it's called the chainsaw demo, which is mm-hmm. fucking awesome and excellent. And there's no time limit. They remember how pissed off people got with the village demo. Remember that? They're one of the village demos had a timer and people hated it. No, that is not it. here. It's which is so funny. I mean, because I'm like, it's a, it's a demo. Like, if they're not going to time limit you, they'll just content limit you. It's mm-hmm. you yeah. can't get through the whole game. I mean, like, it's, <laughs> um, and I, I I do find it odd. Like, they're releasing a demo for this remake. I personally have played like seven times. Yeah, but like, this is this is I, all I don't, different. I'm getting the game. The, these I'm remakes the game. are different Very than other remakes. These are true remakes. It's true. It's right? true. These are reimagined. It's true. Yeah. I, but I'm just saying, I can't believe how excited I got about it because I'm getting the game. I know I'm going to like it. I've seen the other remakes. This is for a Resident Evil I liked way more than two or three. Yep. And why wouldn't I get yep. this game? It's going to be great. Um, Exo Primal, which is that dinosaur sci-fi whatever game. Not Dino Crisis. Not the, the one that the, looks like that's Transformers. Right. That's right. The not Dino Crisis game is coming July fourteenth. So uh, yeah, I don't can't wait for it to show up on why game am I, I'm getting strong like Lost Planet <laughs> vibes from this game and I know it's mm. gameplay wise nothing like that but it just kind of it feels like that type of Capcom game to mm. me I don't know why you, is that saying is someone who doesn't love Lost Planet or I like Lost Planet like 1 Lost and Planet. 2 did not play 3 but, okay. uh, let's see hey uh, I know what I did play and I know you played this too Chris so Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak yes. is coming to PlayStation and Xbox this April so you guys look forward to that awesome expansion meanwhile I will look forward to Ghost Trick Hell which is yeah. launching June 30th it's coming back June 30th so if you miss Ghost Trick on DS or iOS um, please don't miss your chance to pick it up on yeah. whatever it comes to, um, because it is a fantastic game. It is not quite like anything else. It's it's uh, very much a, a puzzle game. Puzzle game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's got a story that will swerve you in unexpected ways and surprisingly mm-hmm. touching ones. So uh, check it the fuck out when you can. Yeah. Happy belated birthday present to Michael and I in June, mm, June yeah. 30th. Mm. Uh, Resident Evil Death Island, the movie, which is a movie I hadn't heard about before what? now, but Jill Valentine's in it. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> all. Oh, well, that's, that's now the I'm reaction I was looking it. for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, the French champagne. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> French champagne. Uh, Street Fighter VI introduces a new commentator, Hikaru Takahashi. Hmm. Sure. All right, fire. Fucking fire announcement. Boom. Um, I, <laughs> I don't give a shit about the commentators. I care about yeah. the characters, the I mean, that's, characters. It's neat that they're building that feature in, but yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then uh, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection gets – this is kind of cool. So apparently there were these patch cards. There was like four – almost 500 of them, Four ninety nine patch cards. They were Japan exclusive before. They will be included in that compilation thing coming uh, this year. Coming soon, April 14th. So yeah. – uh, if you like Mega Man Battle Network, which I know a lot of people do. <laughs> yes. None of my peers. <laughs> I I mean, these Capcom collections are always pretty good. Like, I have a couple of the other Mega Man ones, you know, so uh, sure, you know. I never cool. got to play the Battle Network game, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But, and now you get almost 500 cards uh, exclusive to that were exclusive that are no longer exclusive let's see uh so that was the capcom spotlight uh got kind of a new segment uh got a couple delays announced back to back so first off uh starfield starfield was uh delayed this one seems very much like a polished delay it's it's only moving back to september um and then this uh there's going to be an xbox showcase whatever they call those solely dedicated to starfield on june 11th so around e3 timing so we get some e3 type announcements uh xbox game showcase yes that's what they call that so uh and it just it, it just is someone someone like us who who worked on games it's just i want to yell to the public do you know how how long it takes to make an e3 demo and now they're making one for starfield that's going to probably comprise like an hour Holy shit! That's right. I I wonder if the game was delayed just for this demo. <laughs> I, mean, I doubt it. I mean, but it, the delay again—it's only till September. That's coming yeah. four months later. So most of the game, the game will be almost ready to go into Gold Master Candidate by then. So the, mm. it'll it'll pretty much be done. Um, but a game that got delayed that we don't have a new date for, um, and this was a game that was recently showed off in that uh, Sony State of Play. Ah. Suicide Squad uh, mm. was delayed again. Uh, delayed. Well, it wasn't. I think not officially though, or did that change? It was officially delayed. They just don't have a date, a new date for it. I think it's still coming this year. Um, I, again, I've been in and out, but I read that article. I read a couple articles like, "What? This game was just delayed?" And like, the articles keep framing it as like, uh, "Yeah, it debuted its gameplay and saw that it's a loot live shooter," and they're taking that out and like. No, that is not true. how this works. No, <laughs> no. Well, the original the, source of this was Jason Schreier, and he specifically mm-hmm. said, "Like, you, there's no time to change core mechanics of this game. It will still no. be a live service, you know, looter shooter game or whatever, a schluter, mm-hmm. as Michael likes to call them. Of course, but uh, yeah. So the mm-hmm. delay, I think, is for polish again. But although it is, it is an odd coincidence that it's happening right after." A fairly negative response to what like they that. showed. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, we're finally ready for you to see it. Not really. Mm, like, right. <laughs> never mind. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so we got a pair of delays, but, you know, to make you feel better, we got a pair of game announcements. Um, one, oh. so look out, Advance Wars Reboot Camp, because Wargroove 2 is coming, baby. And, yeah. Uh, coming in hot. Like, War Wargroove was the spiritual successor to Advance Wars because... Nintendo wouldn't make one, <laughs> and, and and it was pretty good. Um, and this, and so I'm looking forward to to a oh. sequel to that game. My only complaint with the first one is it did get pretty hard there toward the end mm. of the campaign. Right. Um, but yeah, fucking. So yeah, uh, if you're into the tactics games, and we got reboot camp coming what April or something. It's coming soon as well. Finally, did get a date, and then Wargrove Two will be coming. Um, I don't know if they gave it a date, but it is a uh, it, it is thing it is coming now. A game that I do know is coming later this year. That um, I, another spiritual successor, oddly enough, 
City Skylines 2 got mm-hmm. announced and got announced as coming this year. And if you'll recall, this is the game that, um, well, I'm sure they were working on it before, but it just coincidentally happened like after Sims Shitty, after Sims Shitty, oops. I've <laughs> <laughs> been writing articles back then. After Sims Shitty sort of shit the bed. Um, that was And that was 10 years ago, two weeks ago, if you're listening to City Skylines was there to pick up the pieces. It was like, hey, remember everything that you wanted SimCity to do that it didn't because they were focused on all the life service stuff? We got that for you. We, we got, you know, and it, and it looks beautiful so on, on modern systems and stuff. So. Skylines is, is about 10 years old, or is that the It case? must be, because it, wow. it, it, it came like right after SimCity had done what it did, and it was like, oh... This is the game you actually want to play, you know. I just remember trying to play it and I'm like, I don't want to figure out where the sewer system goes in my city. Just do that for me. Like, I don't want to figure out traffic in my game, but uh Yeah, City Skylines was uh 2015. Damn. Okay. So 8 years? Okay. Yeah, but 8 yeah. years ago. And and yeah, I was talking to a friend and like, dude, you got to play Wulong. He's like, can't City Skylines just dropped on Game Pass. I, it's and this is like a couple weeks ago. Oh, like, that's the other part of it. Just got. Game I, Pass. I believe they announced it as coming to um, not just PC but modern consoles as well. So okay, cool. I liked what I played of it, but uh, it, it's very much like you got to be into those city sim games to 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 like the City Skylines. Yeah. But if you're if you're into those, it's like the best of those. Mm. Uh, Please to enjoy, as they say. It, it is odd, though. <laughs> we got a sequel to that game announced before whatever the new SimCity will be, right? Like, it, what's going on with that franchise? It's hmm. had a mobile game and nothing since ever, uh, since 2013. It is a dead franchise as far as anyone's concerned. That's very sad. It's incredibly sad considering how well it sold. My dad learned about the game through NPR in the 80s. I remember SimCity Sim began like a whole franchise. There used to be so much Sim whatever. Like The Sims. And the we, Sims, yeah. We've just had expansions for The Sims 4 for like the last 10 years now. Yeah. yeah. Nothing else. Chris, you played a lot of that Simpsons mobile game, right? No. That was sort of like a city builder, I thought. No. Tapped out? Tapped out? No. Tapped out? But, like, <laughs> I was wondering, like, is that just, like, SimCity Mobile with a Simpsons skin? Like, Oh, I don't know. Just it, do it, that. It, <laughs> just just I, let me manage I, I, Springfield. I think they did. Hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, there's a SimCity Mobile game that is the sole release of SimCity since 2013. Yeah. It's such a shame. I don't know if it's still there. Fallen. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so so look forward to City Skylines too. If you if you are into those city sim, God, sim city city sim games, uh, yeah, sim city city sim game that's coming later this year. There's no more news coming because that's all the news. Sim city bang bang sim city bang. Yeah, okay. city sim that's sim city sim sim sim. Serene. Oh wow, you had two <laughs> Dick Van Dyke references. Yeah, two two Dick uh, penis van lesbian jokes. Sorry, let's let's keep wow. this cool. Right. Wow. Wow. Uh, let's move on to the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was make a game better by adding wrestling moves. Come on, do it, do it, do it. Uh, you, you actually dipped out, uh, last <laughs> yeah, week, oh. Chris. So <laughs> I don't know. Is there, is there a franchise you'd make better with wrestling? Um, SimCity. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's just Sorry. Rumbleverse and they just shut it down. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, first to respond on VigiGamePocalypse.com was Giant Short Stacks, who says, 
I'd be a lot more bullish on this Suicide Squad game if it had more wrestling than flying around wearing a jetpack shooting M16s at helicopters. In those games, mm. Batman doesn't just hit multiple suplex and DDT variations. He does straight-up El Santo-style head scissors and arm drag counters to loot, to toss two thugs across a room at the same time. For fuck's sake, King Shark is voiced by Samoa Joe. This is true. This is true. Michael, do you know who Samoa Joe is? I don't, but I'm guessing he's a wrestler. He's a pro wrestler. Well, guess, yeah, what eth- he guess what ethnicity he is, Michael? It, it, Hawaiian. <laughs> that would be funny, actually. Guamanian. No, Samoa, of fact, course. Oh, Welsh. Welsh. Oh, well. <laughs> it's, uh... it's very problematic. <laughs> very problematic. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it is Samoa Joe. Um, I didn't know at all. Vocalic or Vocalic says, uh, I would add wrestling moves to the Doom reboot and its sequel. I see it as an expansion to the glory kill system where you're pulled back into third person and perform ridiculously bloody versions of power bombs, suplexes, and various other finishers to regain health and ammo. Yeah, I gotta agree. Like, the, um, the glory kills are Hmm. very bloody and whatnot. Yeah. Although, I do, I do have to point out I believe it was the Doom movie that actually had an actual rock bottom in it, right? Like when when Rock became, he became the bad guy, guy in the Doom movie, didn't he? Like he got yeah, possessed. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but there was a rock bottom. I want to say in that Doom movie before he became possessed. So I uh, mean, you know, it was, you know, that was it was before Carl Urban got big, and I remember someone making the joke that it's just like, yeah, no, Doom is like. In 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 Hollywood, it's viewed as like B movie fodder. In ga- the game, video games, it's triple A fodder. But yet they they make it with you know without any bankable stars like any Carl Urban fans out there. And it's like well, now you yes. say that, but that's a misnomer because Carl Urban was he was in the Lord of the Rings movies. He wasn't like he, he was, but he wasn't like it wasn't a huge yeah, like 40, role. 40, 44th on the call. Yeah, he wasn't like Boromir. He was uh, one of the horse lords. I forget their name. Um, but he, uh, yeah, since it, I, I, it was, it was Tyler Muir. He was Aylmer, wasn't he? Aylmer. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was Tyler Muir. <laughs> Tyler. Just, um, uh, I still, just, just, <laughs> I just renewed my geek cred card for the next five years with that pull. So yeah, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Still laughing at Tyler. That did not get any respect. <laughs> Someone read James Aaron Fretz. Uh, uh, yeah, James Aaron Fretz says a Mario teaches typing game with Scott Steiner math. <laughs> We're gonna have to send Look, Michael. James that, Aaron Fretz, you had like a sixty-six and a third chance of me choosing this comment, mm-hmm. but then you only had a half chance of that thing being funny when we read it. So you pulled it off. Congratulations. A yeah. sacrifice. A sa- <laughs> I love the way he says sacrifice. It's just uh, so it's all lost on Michael. He has no, no idea what I'm talking about. I'm immune. I'm like he would like this promo. It is very funny. <laughs> I'm like it's Bart when he really won good. that uh, the contest on the Spanish language TV show because he didn't understand the jokes and didn't laugh. If you could imagine wrestling, wrestling's dumbest man doing pretty decent math to describe his chances <laughs> at winning at. A- <laughs> At the sacrifice. The man whose retirement is being paid for because he owns a Shoney's. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And I did I did want to give a shout out to Jose de Garcia. He says, as the wrestling expert, I have to agree. And you follow Jose on TikTok of funny guy and he just debuted a Power Rangers outfit. He's a real wrestler. And he has to say all of the games. Uh, the first time I beat uh, I beat fights in tight spaces <laughs> was by throwing the, the final boss out of an airplane with a German song. suplex. 
If nice. I have to narrow it down, I would say XCOM. Okay, right. give me yeah. a percentage yeah, of yeah. a chance to hit a power bomb on an alien, or let uh, or let me hit a muton 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 with a chair muton with a chair. Also, super kicks need to be in every racing game. Don't ask me how. <laughs> All right, double dash would have been great with super kicks. <laughs> Just Luigi <laughs> slapping his thigh as yeah. he kicks Princess Peach's car. <laughs> Pulling off a super kick on baby Mario. <laughs> uh, Perig Sean O'Rourke says XCOM wrestling hey. move. Ah, there it is again. Wrestling move seems very effective in turn-based strategy since you can damage an any enemy and reposition them with throws and suplexes. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. I've seen this used most effectively into the breach with giant robots and kaiju. Yes. Side indeed. note, yeah, any San Francisco Bay Area laserinos really need to get really need oh. to go to Hood Slam, the local oh, independent wrestling event in Oakland. Last time I went there, there was a tag team event where old consoles were used like folding chairs and a GameCube <laughs> to the balls ended the match. The handle really makes it an effective weapon. Yeah, that's the only time I've seen Scorpion fight uh, Ken was at Hood Slam. Yes. Mm, it's a wrestling wow. event that starts when all the uh, fans come up on the, the ring and start tapping out the Terminator t- uh, 2 theme. <laughs> but just if you've never been to Hood Slam, if you ever watched a movie where they show like the rise of something and it's too big and sold out for months. Hood Slam is the only thing like that I've ever been a part of. It was so to the shoulders packed. Everyone is smoking weed because like this, the Steiner brothers of the Stoner brothers, the Stoner brothers, which was way more edgy before weed was legalized in California. Like, yeah. Now it's yeah. just like, yeah, yeah. But his name was like John, Johnny and Tony Nugs. Drugs Bunny Drugs is Bunny one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. Drugs Bunny. Uh, but like that thing was like a phenomenon. I was so happy to be a part of it. Sold out wherever it was. You should fly to Oakland to see Hood Slam. It's hilarious. I took, I took a friend to a Hood Slam once who um, he, he – I don't think he'd ever been to a wrestling show. And he, he talks about it to this day. He goes – we got to go back. That that yeah. that fucking thing. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like my ex girlfriend was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's really that, good. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. What's what's their slogan? Um, don't bring your kids. Don't fucking bring your kids. Right? Is this like, is um, real. This is real. Yeah. <laughs> their chance of this is real. This is real. Yeah. So good. Nice. Oh. So good. You old so and so on uh, Twitter. Donkey Kong Country could use a little more spice in its combat and wrestling moves to be spice. right. Just the right ingredient. Donkey Kong stealing a bunch of Mike Hagar's moves while Diddy goes for some high-flying Lucha Libre shenanigans would make the hopping and bopping more engaging. Hell yeah. 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 Yes. Gorillas doing wrestling moves kind of makes sense. Like Gorilla Monsoon. I, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Best name ever. Yeah, uh, it really is. Finally, Shy Guy Fieri says, My answer was going to be Marvel vs. Capcom so that I could describe to you how much I would like She-Hulk and Lady Dummy Trust to give me a double stink face, but <laughs> I wouldn't want to be crude. So instead, I'm going with <laughs> Joe and you. Mac. I miss the days when cave mania was all the rage in video games. And yeah, I know humans and dinosaurs never coexisted, despite what Ken Ham says. Uh, or is that Ken Horn? Ken Ham. Uh, hell, most dinosaurs, <laughs> most dinosaurs never coexisted. True. Did you know that we are closer True. in time to T-Rex than T-Rex was to Stegosaurus? But I don't care because I want to see Joe and Mac return to wrestle some yes. dinosaurs and not just them. I want to see dinosaurs wrestling too. Not even yes. anthropomorphic cartoon dinosaurs, but anatomically correct dinosaur ass dinosaurs. 
Oh, I don't know so much fun. how the hell that would work, but imagine the joy. You're, but you're just thinking of the T-Rex. Chris, happen. imagine the joy of seeing a velociraptor do a spinning pile driver on a large <laughs> sauropod. Yes, please. I don't think they aren't they like chicken size? Like aren't aren't like velociraptors way smaller than Jurassic Park would have? No, they're believe. just feathered, probably. I, no, no, I'm just look. I'm reeling because this means the fucking Disneyland dinosaur diorama has been lying to me mm. my whole life. Like that fight between the Stegosaurus and the T Rex did not happen, and that's some horse shit. Oh, I was. I just went to Disney World, and I was like, "Where's the fucking dinosaur diorama?" And like, you're thinking it's part of the, the train. It's exclusive. <laughs> it's part of the 1966 World's Fair that Walt brought over because he got them to fund his thing for me. It was really, really cool. It's really neat. I know. I never used to be a guy who confused Disney World and Disneyland attractions, but here we are. Here we are, indeed. I mean, there's only one original, is all I'm going to say. Okay. It's a new question of the week. What is your favorite forgotten entry in a franchise? Uh, it doesn't have to be a number four. Mine's not a number four because mine is... Assassin's Creed Bloodlines. God damn you. God damn you. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess I guess is technically a number three if you count depending on how you count the Assassin's Creed games. But this it was a PSP game that was released in between Assassin's Creed One and Assassin's Creed Two. And like a couple of its big claims to fame were uh it introduced like a ledge pulling move. They could pull enemies off ledges with which only Ezio could do, but Altair could do it in this. And Altair is visiting Cyprus, which was an attempt to make an open world on the PSP. It um, was divided up in a weird way. Uh, and also, uh, if you played it on PSP and then you played Assassin's Creed 2 on PS3, you could transfer your save over and get an exclusive sword as Ezio. And uh, also, it, it told it an important key event in Assassin's Creed chronology that um, a later game touched on and didn't really explain. So there's a character in Assassin's Creed 1. You, you go to assassinate this Templar and it turns out he sent a woman in disguise to stand in for him and Altair doesn't want to kill her. She's she's like, you know, a hardcore Templar. So they fight, but, you know, Altair wins and lets her live. And they encounter each other again in Cyprus in Bloodlines, and they fall in love. And that's how the, the Bloodline continued. Oh, but, ah. Mm -hmm. ah. Aha. <laughs> the thing I suggested for this article didn't make it. I'm just throwing out Donkey Kong Jr. Oh, math. my God. That's not that my is also the fourth anything. Donkey Kong. It is the fourth Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. math, but uh, a, a forgotten entry, my favorite forgotten entry is, I uh, just want to give a shout out to Mega Man Powered Up, hmm. a PSP exclusive. You remember the chibi version? They remade Mega Man 1, added in like two yes. bosses, like yeah, that was really cool. And I'm like, well, never mind. This is fucking great. I can play more of these, but I think the general look of it was not what any Mega Man fan wanted, so it was kind of ignored. And sold poorly, and the sequel was canceled. But it's, you know, we finally live in a world where there's, you know, a Mega Man 11 for a further official Mega Man update. But, like, this was it for a while. And it wasn't bad. And I, I, I don't think it's been re-released on anything. But yeah. Mega Man Powered Up is just something I was thinking about. The yeah, well, um, to, to bring this full circle, I can, I can mention another one. Uh, very forgotten Mega Man Network Transmission for GameCube, which was a side-scrolling Mega Man game using uh, Mega Man Battle Network characters. Right. Mm. 
did it do did it tie in with the the game I don't, Boy game I don't know if they were the connected I did not play it enough to know that but uh mm. I do remember it being kind of cool looking and interesting and like hey side scrolling mega man game nobody cared this wasn't what en- mega man fans didn't weren't that interested in a battle network uh spin-off and battle network fans weren't that interested in a side scroller so uh yeah it kind of fizzled out all right i i have an entry now that um so i don't know how forgotten it is but it's certainly you can't really i don't know that you can still play this thing mm-hmm. but um doom rpg oh was that's a, a game one. released for mobile devices exclusively for mobile devices as far as i'm aware that um it <laughs> you, you hear that and you're like what the fuck? You can't do an RPG mm-hmm. of Doom. They did it, um, and they did a really good job. Fountainhead Entertainment, and, and it's it's like this. It's Doom, and it looks like Doom, but like the enemies are like color coded based on their threat to you. There's a system where you can like train demon dogs. Like it's it's Ooh. so weird. You've never played Doom like this, but it was really fucking cool. Uh, and also, like turn based fights. Turn based fights. It was one of the first like iPhone games that I'm like, oh, this is not just a, uh, I don't know, like a Candy Crush type game or something like that. Like, this is something I can sink my teeth into and, and I'm like, finish. And I beat, I loved that game, yeah, played the it, hell out of it and finished it. predated it. iPhone, actually. It was 2005 from Jamdat Mobile. Yes. And then there was, uh, yeah. there was a Doom 2 RPG that was released in 2010, looks like. Never, for- never played that one, but man, Doom RPG, fuck, you had to be there. Really good stuff. Yeah, There's fantastic. So many forgotten game entries. In the, I just was looking at Ratchet and Clank, and the one after Deadlocked was Ratchet and Clank Goes Mobile. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the title of the game. <laughs> I'm sure you can't play that mm-hmm. anymore. It's probably exclusive to Sony's phones. Probably. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, what is your favorite forgotten entry in a franchise? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com. Answer to the comments for episode 513. Alternately, you can visit us on the official LaserTime community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. What do we want to direct people to? Patreon.com slash LaserTime, and hopefully, before the Oscars, Oscar Time 2023 version. Yes. You will be able to hear that Michael participated. Uh, Diana Goodman participated. Uh, two former presidents participated. It was just oh, pure magic. Well, one I did not magic. participate because I've seen like two of the movies mm-hmm. total, well, like that are nominated. It's it's the best crop of movies in a while. So too bad. Yeah, man. Uh, you and Diana saw all the movies, and I saw mm-hmm. all but one and a half of the movies. So yes, it was yeah, mostly it's, pretty it's, good conversation. <laughs> what a crop! That's a crop. Mm-hmm. Sorry, more. I think you should leave references. Ah, Watch okay. that show. Yeah, no, I, I actually really <laughs> liked all the movies this year. Yeah, the their best picture nominees. Like, there's not a bad one of the bunch. Nope. Nice. I can't wait to see the show because it's got to address the last show, mm-hmm. and it's hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, which will probably prank someone or shit on Matt Damon. Somehow. Oh, I bet I bet somebody slaps someone constantly, like as a bit. Oh, like just in the background? No, <laughs> like no. Over on the- like people will come up and accept awards and slap the presenters or, you know. It, wow. I'm, I'm sure like this is going to, they're going to work it in. They can't not. My favorite part of that story is like, so Chris Rock had his special where he kind of 
uh, yeah, laid into Will Smith a bit. And then Will Smith's like, I wish he would let it go. It's like, oh, really? The guy that fucking decked a guy on live TV wishes yeah. that guy would in, let it in go. In front Thanks. of billions of people. Yeah. yeah. I say that every time I'm charged with assault. <laughs> Why can't they just let it go? Yeah, please just yeah. let it go. Please. I only did it once. Look here. <laughs> you're a bank. You have more money. Just let it go. I will go ahead and plug this a roundabout plug. You're, you're, you can see where I'm mm-hmm. headed. I'll plug all those fast food apps that got Chris sick this week because (laughs) they save you money. Money that you could be spending at patreon.com slash laser. So, boom. Get your McDonald's coupons. Get your Taco Bell coupons, Jack in the Box, whatever apps you want to use. They're all going to give you some extra cash in your pocket that you can then put in Patreon. I know it's naive, but it it sometimes feels like stealing. Mm -hmm. Like, uh... Which I love more than food, more than eating. I mean, they're loyalty programs, right? So they're getting you to go more often than you, yeah. than you would if you didn't have the coupons. But hey, and they're apps, still get so they're eat. probably tracking your every move. It probably, it's true, probably. Which is usually two McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> but good luck with that. I've like literally saved hundreds of dollars with that McDonald's it's, app. It's, hundreds of dollars you could be using at Patreon.com/slash Laser Time. Just saying. Just it's saying. every single time. Like ah, there's no deal for me. Will you just want to save twenty five percent on your order? And like, yeah. Well, there's that, but like every day there's that dollar large fry. Large fries are like $17 without the coupon. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like Donald Trump. $17 for fries, I think. I'm just thinking like, well, it's it's just going to like, I'll get the Jack in the Box app and it'll find out like, well, he went to Jack in the Box on Monday, but then he went to the Indian restaurant on Tuesday. And then the Jack in the Box app is just going to start advertising Jack in the Box Indian food to me. Hell yeah, you're going to get a curry flavored yeah. <laughs> chicken nugget. That sounds delicious. Actually, you're yeah, just going to no, get that Scott that. Adams Indian food burrito that he couldn't make work. That uh, mm. there is a San Francisco franchise that I think is, is expanded now. What is it? Curry Up Now, Michael? That's the, that's yeah. the Indian yeah, food burritos. So. Yeah. Delicious. I think there's delicious. a couple. There are Taco Rio. Mm. Mm. As always, you can visit us online at vigigameapocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Oils get out there, you yeah. know what I mean? And oils. <laughs> there are. They're, they're, those are oils in Uranus, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's. Mm. There's oil in Uranus. Lots of space <laughs> probe. <laughs> Let's go drill. I want to drill in Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> There's our secret sound. As good as any. <laughs>